0: Welcome back, listeners, to another Saturday Review. This is your host, Corbin, and today I am reviewing, according to Amazon, the number one movie in America. Yes, that's right. I am reviewing Coming to America. The, I guess, long-awaited sequel to the 1988 film, believe it or not, it has been 33 years. It is one of the longest sequels that has been made to a film. Um, The only other longer sequels that I can think of is return to Oz and Mary Poppins returns. Um, It uh, beats blade runner 2049 by one year. Um, That movie, that was a sequel 32 years in the making essentially. But yeah, I wasn't, um, was never expecting a sequel to this movie. I got to admit, I am a newbie to the, now you can call it a franchise. I enjoy Eddie Murphy movies for the most part. I think they're funny. So Coming to America was a blind spot in his oeuvre of work that I had yet to see. So at the very beginning of last month, my wife and I sat down to watch it for the first time and I liked the movie. I didn't like it as much as I was expecting to or hoping to. There is some really funny stuff in there, but at the same time there's just stuff where it's just like oh yeah oh that's okay so for the first film I gave that a six out of ten mild recommend I thought it was a perfectly funny 80s enjoyable movie um little bit of sexual stuff that I don't think really needs to be there but hey it's the 80s that was in like everything even in pg movies so it really wasn't out of the ordinary for that time period but this one I am happy to say is pg-13 it is a more family-friendly affair. Um, of course, there's some sexual innuendo. What, what PG-13 movie would it be without it? But it's really nothing um, too scandalous, I would say. So coming into it, it really is kind of like returning to an old friend. That's the way they at least portray this movie throughout the beginning. You, all, almost all of the characters from the first film are back. John Amos is back. James Earl Jones is back. I was so happy to see that, um, the wife is back, which, well, spoiler alert, he marries, he marries her in the end. So I was so happy to see that she is back. A lot of these characters are reprising their roles. I really don't like it in sequels that kind of take place sometime later and they've recast. Some of these more secondary characters or what used to be primary characters and now they relegate them to secondary characters because they're not played by the same person. So I'm really happy to see that all of these characters are back. They seem to kind of come back into that as well. It's so great to see Arsenio Hall. He is hilarious as usual. And yeah, they bring back the old barbershop guys. They're in their old age makeup doing their thing. It's really fun to see that as well. I was surprised that this story deals with his illegitimate son and how he wants him to be king. And I think this is a trend we're seeing a lot lately, especially with sequels that are taking place a long time later. We've seen it, um especially with the new Star Wars films, where it's the next generation. They're passing on the mantle. So I think they're kind of seizing upon the whole next generation theme and how to deal with that. Um, they use some incredible de-aging technology to travel back to the eighties to show us a scene that we miss. So they're retconning there a little bit. Um, Wesley Snipes is funny in this movie. I think he does a good job. I will say something I'm disappointed about is this is a very low stakes movie. Um, they try and put some stakes between, um, the next doria trying to take over the kingdom um but that there's really not much to it this like i said it's a very low stakes movie so while i think a lot of people will just have fun with this movie uh, just a kind of a nice popcorn flick you get to stay at home and watch what was a paramount theatrical film i also think it's fairly forgettable it's there's really nothing here that was needed i would say they don't really improve upon the story from last time. In fact, this is largely a remake of the first film. I was really surprised to see that this is a remake and it's less funny. Um, they they just do a lot less with it. The humor is not really there this time. Um, at least the creativity of it, I should say, um, which I am disappointed about. And Jermaine Fowler plays Akeem's son. I think he does fine with what he's given. He's really not memorable to me. He's really not a standout. And of course, um, Akeem's daughter, his eldest daughter wants to be queen, but the patriarchy won't allow that to happen. So it came as no surprise that they were going to have her be the queen instead of the illegitimate son be the king, which I think to some degree that's fine. But at the same time, I feel like it's just kind of hopping on the bandwagon of what other movies do. And they don't really have any reason for it except to just go, like I said, go along with what's culturally relevant and just try and capitalize on what other movies are saying about women's role in leadership. But it really has nothing to say (laughs) that's really different or thought provoking, unfortunately. So that's just kind of this whole movie in a nutshell is it's very forgettable. I know a lot of um, critics and fans are having issues with it. There just really seems to be no reason to make this sequel. And I can understand that. I can go along with that as well. Um, There's kind of no reason for it. I mean, I had fun with it, but will I ever return to it? It's highly unlikely. Relationships aren't really developed at all. There's no meaningful relationship between father and son. Um, Jermaine Fowler's character falls in love with his barber. That's barely explored at all. So there's just a lot left to be desired in this movie. I don't think many people are going to go in with a critical eye. I think most people are just going to watch it as a fun sequel. And honestly, if you haven't. If you haven't seen the first, I still think you can enjoy this movie. But if you haven't, I still I think you are going to be missing out is what I'm trying to say. I think there's a lot to this movie that is contingent upon you seeing that first movie. And a lot of people not might not want to go back and watch that first movie. So it's really strange, honestly, that they even made a sequel to this so long later. Uh, I like the Next Generation storylines. Um, They're doing a fantastic job with Cobra Kai, which I have reviewed. The link to my review of Cobra Kai is in the description below. They just don't really go there with this one. So ultimately, I am disappointed on that front. I am, in fact, going to give this film six stars out of ten with a contingent recommend. And it comes to what I just spoke to. If you've seen the first one, I think you can find some enjoyment here. So for those who have seen the first one, I'm giving the sequel a mild recommend. If you have not seen the first one and you don't care to see the first one, then I'm not going to recommend this movie to you. I think there's other movies out there that are better, that are funnier, that are new also. There's still plenty of new movies that that are coming out that you can enjoy. In fact, I've reviewed a bunch of them. So uh, every Saturday I do a review, link to those are in the description below. But I wanna know, what do you think of Coming to America? Is it a decent follow-up? Is it not really any good? Uh, I'm curious to know what you think. Apparently, it's pretty, you know, sorely received. It seems like it's fairly divisive. Um, people just really aren't crazy about it, which honestly doesn't surprise me at all. So it looks like currently it's got a 52 meta score. Yep, straight up divisive with a pretty sour 5.4 on IMDb. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not far off from my rating of 6 out of 10. So for next Saturday, I'm pretty excited to be reviewing Zack Snyder's Justice League. And in anticipation of that, I'm going to be doing a mini retrospective of my own. I'm going to be reviewing Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice theatrical cut versus its ultimate edition. And then I'm going to be reviewing Joss Whedon's Justice League. And then I'll be able to bring you my review after that of the brand new Snyder Cut. So look for those reviews coming next week. I'm going to be um, dropping one a day leading up to Saturday. Um, And then, of course, your guide to Taken will be released on Thursday because Alan and I will be starting our Taken movie review series. Not this coming Monday, but the Monday after that. So, whoa. You don't want to miss our reviews of Taken. Those are those are kind of a doozy. Well, listeners, I will see you just in a couple days on Monday with our review of the 2021 Tom and Jerry. Oh, dear. It's a doozy. Oh, you won't want to miss it.